Cincinnati. Welcome to episode 231 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. My name is Paul Hirons, and normally uh, I'm joined by my partner in crime, my creamy to my gorgonzola, my apple to my crumble, and my always to my open. It's Nathan Palmer, but it's not Nathan Palmer. He can't make it this week. So... Uh, you've got me. You have got me. Just me. On my own. I'm going to prattle on for a little while. So obviously this is going to be a bit of a shorter uh, podcast this week. But I needed to make one. I felt I needed to make one. I needed to purge myself of all the thoughts and feelings and emotions that currently bubble and uh, simmer and um, slosh around my veins and my brain head at the moment. There's a lot going on, I must say. First of all, I need to describe to you where I am, which is really quite remarkable. I am in the city of Cincinnati. More specifically, I am at um, the stadium that recently was renamed Paycor. And even more specifically than that, I am sitting in the media room where uh, Lord and Saviour, Zach Taylor, normally sits, uh, where Joe Boy Bureau also sits uh, and gives their press conference. I am looking out over a sea of chairs encrusted with the Bengal tiger on their backs, where the likes of our heroes, Paul Dana Jr. and Jay Morrison and Ben Baby and Mike Petraglia uh, and Dan Horde and Jeff, or Uncle Jeff Hobson, all those people sit there and, and fire questions. And I, I feel as though, even though this is an empty room, so you might detect a slight echo, I feel as though the ghosts of those journalists uh, are about to hurl questions at me, which, of course, they are not. Uh, so, yes, I am on my own. Nathan can't make it. But as I say, I am in Cincinnati. I am inside Paycor Stadium, which is extraordinarily exciting. So thank you to the Bengals for uh, allowing me this fantastic access um, and us fantastic access as well. Uh, so, yes, Cincinnati, uh, a group of us, 34 British Bengals fans, made the trip over on the new direct flight to Cincinnati. And uh, goodness me, didn't we pack a lot into the weekend. There were, um, there were little... Uh, Visits to the stadium on Saturday morning and a little uh, walk around the the field, which was really fun. Um, 
There was a trip uh, for some of us up to Nippet Stadium to see the Bearcats. That was also really fun. The Bearcats aren't very good. They're really not very good this year. And UCF, the team that they uh, played, uh, were also not very good. But they were just slightly less uh, not very good than the Bearcats. But, you know, if you've never been to a college game before, um, it's an extraordinary, unique uh, experience, really, because you get the marching bands, you get... All this weird stuff on the on the on the pitch during uh, during timeouts and things like that, where um, it's like it's a knockout. People take on these physical challenges, and then you've got the football itself. It's a very strange, but also very fun uh, atmosphere and experience. So we got to to take all that in, uh, and then on the Saturday evening, uh, most of us in various parts of the city, uh, my little group were up at the Rheingeist. Uh, brewery which is an extraordinary uh, space to watch uh, live sports it's a huge old warehouse that's been converted into a brewery but um, hopefully you've seen our pictures and videos on on social media Uh, so we watched the FC Cincinnati game the playoff game and that was really fun to experience with with a load of uh, FCC fans who have obviously taken the the team and the, the soccer culture to their hearts you know I know some some guys were also in Covington watching the game and I know some people at the Holy Grail watching the Alabama LSU game uh, so Saturday night was was full and then game day goodness me holy guacamole what an experience that was um, you know I haven't seen uh, uh, a primetime game at night before um, and during the day, it was uh, you, it was evident there was a buzz around the town. Plenty of Bills fans ta- uh, in ta- were in town, actually. Uh, but there were loads of people wearing Bengals jerseys, walking around town, hooting the hell out of each other. And the atmosphere was tremendous. And then the game itself. And um, I know a lot of you stayed up to watch that game because... It was, it was an important game, wasn't it? It was an important game against the Bills. We'll get to a bit more reazione, solo reazione, uh, a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, it was extraordinary. And um, we all know what happened. But to be there, the whole kind of stripe-out thing, it, it was on the cusp. I know internally that the Bengals were, weren't sure whether it was going to work or not because... It's a great, it's such a simple idea, but a very, very effective concept, I think. And um, But, of course, it needs buy-in from the whole fans because if you get only a handful of fans doing it, it's not going to have that visual impact. So I think the Bengals internally were a little bit nervous as to see how uh, it would go. But, goodness me, it looked fantastic. The, the flashing lights, the fireworks, the noise, bloody hell, the noise. Um... It, well, it, yeah, like you said, like I was saying, if you stayed up to watch it, you'll get an, you obviously got an idea. But watching it is one thing, uh, but actually being here and feeling it, it's 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 a feeling. You feel the noise, you know, you feel the throb and the hum of the noise. Um, it really was something quite special. A few thank yous, really, a thank you to everyone who came on the trip. Most of them now are at back in Blighty. Uh, we had Chris and Alex and Scott and Stuart and Jamie, uh, Duncan, Hazel and Connor and Neil and Andrew and Carl, uh, Stuart, David, Paul, James, Graham, 
Dan, Rob, Roland and Claire, Gary and Luke, Andrew and Brad, uh, Matthew and Amy, Paul and Ben, Axel, Christopher, Stuart and uh, Richard and Daniel, all those guys, hats off. And I must say, it's it's quite remarkable, these trips. Um, a lot of those guys I mentioned there uh, came solo They and they didn't know anyone. They didn't know... Uh, anyone else on the trip they'd not met them before they'd obviously heard our podcast they kind of knew me uh, because of the podcast and the whole thing uh, but really they didn't know anyone but they they took a punt you know they literally paid their money they weren't sure what was going to expect they took a deep breath and thought do you know what I've always wanted to do this and this is an opportunity not to be missed so what a fantastic thing and hats off to to you guys for for taking the plunge you know and trusting the process and trusting our collaborator, um, Touchdown Trips. A huge thank you to Ben and his crew at Touchdown Trips for putting this all together and trusting me to kind of help out and make sure I guide you all in the right direction. So um, thank you for everyone who's coming. It, it, is a, it is a great trip, and I think what's been lovely is that um, the first-timers, um, of which there were many this year, kind of... Yes, there were there was all the Bengal stuff, but they also fell in love with the city itself. And everyone at Bengal Jim's uh, tailgate, huge thank you to Jim and his team for making us feel so welcome. A lot of our guys managed to have a wander around and check out the Bomb Squad, and everyone at uh, Longworth Hall. And uh, we met I met Strawberry Ice, uh, Jeff Trenopol, which was a treat. Met Corey Dillon for God's sake, he was in town. You know, people. That's the thing. You never quite know. Willie Anderson was around. Said hello to him, uh, as one does. Joe Goodbury was around. Um, so you never know who you quite who you're going to meet, really. So if you get the chance, it's expensive. It's not cheap. But if you get the chance and you want to do it, then um, have a do it. You know, try and do it. It's it's a fantastic experience. Um, but anyway, uh, there was a game. That's why we were here. That's ostensibly why we're here. Uh, against the Buffalo Bills, of course, two uh, fancied teams, I guess. Uh, two teams that are perhaps struggled in the early part. And, and Buffalo still a little bit inconsistent, while uh, Miami looked the business in their division, although late they lost as well. And the same with us. You know, you've got Baltimore, uh, a game up or so, a game or so, actually, isn't it, now uh, up on us. Um but we're we're starting to find our feet. So it was an important important game, very very important in terms of the AFC playoff picture. If we can dare cast our minds a little bit farther forward throughout the year, um, so it was an important game. Uh, forget all the lights, the razzmatazz, of which there was a lot. Uh, it was all about the football game, and uh, let's 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 have a little let's have a little uh, look back at it. Yes, Okay, uh, Cincinnati 24, Buffalo 18, uh, stripping all the emotion away from it and the fact that, you know, we're there and, and soaking up all the atmosphere. It's difficult to remain objective in those situations, but I tried to, you know, that's the other thing. Where we were, we were quite high up, so you did get a chance to see plays develop and uh, positioning and 
just the speed of the game and oh Joe Burrow I mean it was a but it was a funny game it was a weird game this game should have been out of sight for the Bengals by half time arguably the Buffalo were flickering they looked a bit dangerous on that first drive and in fact I was sitting next to Alex Costa um during the game, we both turned to each other after the Bills went down and levelled it 7-7 on their first possession. We both said, goodness me, this is gonna, we'd better hold on to our hats here. This is going to be a bit of a shootout. And the Bengals went 14-7 up and um, the breaks came down. Lou's defence uh, bore down on, on Josh Allen and his team and kind of more or less had a... Had to stop them, but we 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 looked as though we were going to run away with it, and I think we did leave some points on the board. Um, you know, there was the, this ridiculous sequence of plays where um, I think we were second and one in field goal range, and then it was uh, we ended up something like fourth and twenty. It was kind of like, how do you do that? Second and one uh, out of field goal range. There were penalties that took us out of field goal range. It was uh, it was it was pretty sloppy in places, and I thought. As much fun as it as it was seeing Joe Burrow in action, and goodness me, when he's got the he's got the touch, he's got the mobility. He just looks very serene out there. He's like a bit of a Zinedine Zidane of, of quarterbacks, really. He looks so unflappable. Um, but um, you know, he missed a few screens. He was a bit sloppy on them, I thought. Um, was it in hitting the target on those guys? And uh, so again, I think room for improvement. But they, they, Buffalo made it hard for them, quite obviously. Um, but there were a few headlines during this game, and that was um, the tight ends. We've been fairly critical, like most fans, of the tight end situation here um, in Cincinnati. A um, lot of people on on Twitter kind of saying this is the worst tight end room in football. Um, quite harsh but I don't know whether that's fair or not but they certainly you know Irv Smith certainly had a pretty rocky start to life in Cincinnati uh Drew Sample you know as we all know is not known for a, a as a pass catching tight end he does a, do- a lot of the dirty work on the line but he's not renowned for for catching passes um and then who knows what's happening with Mitchell Wilcox and um Tanner Hudson who was recently called up from the practice squad but it felt like a bit of a statement game uh by the tight ends now the big uh the big talking point in the medium room or, or at least the big question was whether this was by design whether they just decided to like right okay come on we need to get these guys more involved Let, let's trust them a bit more or whether it was joe boy trusting them a little bit more and giving them a few more looks um, so yeah, whether by design or not, it certainly worked. Irv Smith scored a touchdown on the Bengals' first possession, so congratulations to Irv. Um, obviously, he made that horrendous fumble in the in the lower red zone against San Francisco, and many wondered whether that might be him for the chop here in Cincinnati. But uh, he came back strongly and played well. And then Drew Sample, goodness me, good old Drew, friend of the podcast drew um he managed to not only catch uh, a little check down from joe boy but also duked a geezer in the backfield and d- dived with with i think 
overwhelming and overflowing happiness and joy into the end zone. That dive into the end zone was was very good from Drew, I thought. So congratulations to him. It's two guys that we don't really talk about, especially Drew as well, scoring touchdowns. Uh, maybe you expect more from that for for um, of, uh, Smith. And then, of course, Tanner Hudson looked fairly at home. He caught some nice passes out of the backfield, and he does look much more like uh, a pass-catching tight end. And uh, that's really fantastic uh, that we've got suddenly some functioning tight ends, right? We, I mean, they functioned in the sense that... Um, They've been doing some dirty blocking work on the line, but functioning in terms of pass catching, I mean, that just adds another dimension, especially um, when Jamar was uh, was well covered and hurt his back a little bit. Obviously, T. Higgins stepped up, as we know he can and know he will and expected he would. Um, but it's just nice to have some more options. Uh, that Joe And Joe Boy is trusting them more so uh, that can only be a good thing uh going forward um another thing that uh was noticeable jamar chase obviously battling a bit of a back injury he landed quite awkwardly on that back uh, uh when he went for that long long deep pass from joe boy so um we're waiting to see um uh more or we're waiting to hear more about that. Um, do remember that after the Houston Texans game this Sunday, the Bengals are on a short week and, and face a critical game against the Baltimores in the Ravens areas uh, the Thursday afterwards on Thursday night football. So, um, I mean, again, you've got to play that just right. If he's not quite good enough to go against Houston, I'm talking about Uno here. Do you rest him and make sure he's good to go for, for Baltimore? Because that is crucial. Baltimore, of course, playing extraordinarily well at the moment after, again, a bit of an inconsistent... I mean, they were winning games, but they weren't blowing people away. The last couple of games, they played good teams and have blown them away. So that's interesting. However, we are on a bit of a roll ourselves. And um, what is it now? 4 and oh? Four games unbeaten. That's the kind of little mini run that gets you a manager of the month trophy doesn't it really um so if something existed in the, in the nfl i think zach does certainly deserves a man manager of the month i think um so we are on a roll we're playing well uh last year did wonders for the confidence didn't it that winning against san francisco and, and truth be told this game um it did i wouldn't say it came down to the wire but there was a few there was a few uncomfortable moments. Joe uh, Mixon had to make that first down for to close it out, and he did. Fair play to Mix on that one. But um, yeah, this the Bengals jumped out to a lead and kind of stayed there really. And I was disappointed in Buffalo. I have to say, I was really looking forward to seeing Diggs and and Allen. And I said they were fl they were flickers, flickers. Um, um, but, yeah, it was an odd game. Um, expected more from Buffalo. I thought our defence was really good. Obviously, Cam Taylor-Britt, another really good battle with a, with a very good wide receiver, which shows you how far Cam has come in a, in a, year, a year and a half of, of uh, his NFL career that he's now able to, to cover these guys or at least engage in real, real, you know, biffathons. Uh, and he got another interception tonight. I thought Mike Hilton played very well. 
Uh, I thought, obviously, that our line uh, played well. Hubbard and Hendrickson got sack as well. The linebackers looked good. Um, so, yeah, all good with the defence, I think. And that's starting to come together nicely. Um, and also, um, good to see Hendrickson continue his his sack streak. Um, so, yeah, all good fun. Um, everyone's on form here inside Paycor. Uh, Zach and uh, Brian and Lou were excellent yesterday. And... Um, yeah, now attention turns to the Houston Texans. Uh, but as is, even though Nathan's not here, I'm still going to go through some of your correspondence. So uh, let's let's see what you've got to say. Okay, Peter Dadswell at Dadders. Uh, we all love Burrow's ability and his weapons, but I'm pleased the D is now getting the right recognition, stopping the run. Pressuring the passer, creating turnovers and stops, especially in the red zone, time after time. Arguably the best linebacker room, DB room getting close, defences win championships. Uh, that has been said, Pete, and I think you're right. As I just mentioned earlier, you know, the defence is playing very well. And I don't know what it is. They seem to have just flicked a switch and they sort of reverted to, to type. It's that kind of bend and... Don't break mentality. They they don't mind. Well, I say don't mind. Obviously, they do. But relatively speaking, they don't mind giving up big, chunky, chunk plays. Uh, but what they don't like is letting people into the end zone. And they seem to have tidied up quite a lot of things. I think, I have to say, I think Nick Scott, it was Nick Scott's best game um, against the Bills. Um I thought it was good to see Cheeto back and obviously Can Taylor Brett, who makes the big splashy plays. I think Dax Hill has done admirably well, I have to say. He looks really at home in that safety position because of his versatility. Lou's able to move him around. Uh, and I know Jesse Bates was a fan favourite and a particularly fine player. And he's proving that in Atlanta this year for sure. And he proved it uh, during five years with us. Um, but I tell you what, I think Dax Hill has done really, really well step, stepping into that, uh, into those big shoes of, of Jesse's. So yeah, defense wins championships. I would also argue, Borough wins championships as well. But um, but yeah, he's not. You're not wrong, Pete. Um, Michael Smith at conniving underscore crow. Is Houston a trap game? I'm going to say yes because did you see C.J. Stroud's uh, uh, st stats? last week unbelievable um so yeah and i think he's on well well you know there's like 10 games to go or whatever but um you know the geezer has only thrown one interception if that if that carries on he'll break aaron rogers rookie record for the least amount of interceptions uh thrown in a rookie season which is remarkable really so they seem to be like a frisky team. Um, so we're going to have our work cut out, I think. It is a trap game because all eyes will be on the Baltimore game uh, the following Thursday. So, yeah, that, that, I think they've got it sorted, though. I'm not saying they're going to win automatically. Let's hope they do, obviously. But I think what I mean by that is I think Zach has their feet very firmly on the ground um he keeps you know repeating the mantra of you know we've got to focus on week to week and game to game we've just got to focus in really zero in, in the, on the game that we're playing don't cast our minds 
uh, too far forward. There is a danger that with the Baltimore game, you know, the eye might be taken off the ball a little bit against Houston, but I don't think it will. I think they're in that groove now. It just feels that they are in the groove. They are in that zone. They are in that trench uh, where everything is laser-focused, you know, like an X-wing in the Death Star trench. They are focused in on that thermal exhaust port and... Uh, um, yeah, uh, they might even put their targeting computers away. There's one for all you Star Wars nerds out there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it just feels they're in that a real moment, and uh, I think I think Houston, yeah, I think they'll be frisky, but I think uh, we're obviously extremely capable of winning that game. Right, uh, Bianco Verde at Bianco Verde. Don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but if Joe gets injured, we are just as screwed as before. Season will be over. If Jake Browning isn't the guy, which he clearly isn't, then they need to get another guy in that they do trust. I'm not quite sure where this has come through. I mean, yes, you're right, uh, Bianca Verdi. If Joe goes down, then it's going to be tricky. But I think that's the same for most of um, the NFL. You know, it's it's... It's yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's quite an interesting reaction to. <laughs> it's almost like a very fatalistic. Yes, it's going too well, but oh my god, what if this happens? And you're right. You are right. What if Joe Boy goes down? Then it's trouble. But of course it is. But if you know, there's a bunch of quarterbacks. If they go down in this in this league, then it's trouble for their teams. It's just the risk that they take. And you know, you just gotta. I don't know what you can do. You can't mitigate that. You know. Uh, right, Jamie at Trek Art Beast here. I am so tired. I am with you, Jamie. I uh, hope you had a safe flight back. Martin at Dorset Bengal. Love the win. Two games we've kept decent teams at arm's length. AFC North is looking unreal right now. Fingers crossed we can at least break even or go 3-3 three and three or 4-2. and two. Here, here, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think... Um, isn't it the case that all four... Currently, all four... AFC North teams are making the playoffs. They're in the bracket there, they, you know, uh, which is extraordinary. I don't, obviously, that's not going to continue because we've all got to play each other again. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty uh, pretty tough division uh, right now. Okay, Rob Hill at Surely this season. What I loved is that we beat a really good team but left a lot of points out there. We can still get a lot better than this. Jealous of everyone who got to experience that atmosphere, you lucky things. Good to see Mixon's pass protection looking good. CTB is a star. And one more thing, Rob says. I asked before the season if the AFC North was our biggest obstacle to the one seat. It now seems prophetic. What a division. There's only one thing for it. We're just going to have to beat them all. We're just going to have to win the division. And I think uh, it's always the case with the AFC North, isn't it? I think Joe Boy is right. It's almost the case, you know, that to get out of this division, you have to win it. You have to win it. Now, Baltimore are in the driving seat at the moment. Um, I think they could be legitimate Super Bowl contenders. But if we continue our development, I think we are as well. So, yeah, um, we'll have to wait and see. But, it's yeah, tight as a nuts chuff. Um 
The Steelers, man, I'm not quite sure how they keep winning games, but there we go. Uh, pat me bollocks, that pat me bollocks. I doubt it was possible, but this year's trip was even better than last year. What an atmosphere, what a game, and what a win under the lights. Saturday morning was sensational, and we're 2-0. and Here's to next year. Indeed we are. The group trip uh, of the Bengals UK group are 2-0. and uh, Bengal Rowley um, at Hog Rowland. Great game planning by Zach Taylor. Amazing to involve all three tight ends being very effective. Our tight end coach got a game ball. T showed up as well, plus the O-line on defense. CTB as the standout with our LBs. Impressive onwards. Ready for the Texans, CJ Stroud. Important to keep pace in the division. Here, here. Um, Leon Cook at Cook Ra. Last two wins have proven that we are clicking again. Some fixtures coming up could define our season. I'm feeling confident and enjoying the mix-up of distribution from Joe and the tight ends. We seem to have safe hands from them all and all our receivers. Here, here. Uh, Leon. Richard Murgatroyd at Richard Murg 90. Excellent use of tight ends, as the Bills won't have given them much notice in prep. Still concerned that our O blows hot and cold. Only three points in the second half. Bills should have been blown away, and we let them stay in it. Some strange decisions on ZT on fourth down. JB is awesome. I think I agree with everything. I think Zach Taylor might agree with you as well. He said in his press conference yesterday, he kind of reviewed everything and, you know, there was some real borderline stuff there, whether to let uh, Evan McPherson really kick a long ranger, whether to go for it on fourth down, um, not quite as aggressive as last year, perhaps. There was the inference there. Um, so, yeah, and in, yeah, but a bit of a yeah, I agree. It's a bit of a mixed ground, a bit mixed game for everyone, really. But again, we look like a Rolls Royce in some places, and then uh, not too, not too, not too special in others. Um, BB at Blue Bengals five cannot overlook Houston. They've been one of the surprises of the NFL so far. Will only get better. Goes without saying, it's good that we've got our identity now, which is all things centered around Burrow. Uh, PJ Spencer at PJ's Brown. Uh, feel encouraged and hopeful, wary of the depth chart and injuries moving forward in the season, hoping it's manageable, but bursting with pride. This team, the play calling, actor roster stepping up of players, offence stretching its legs and super defence, just awesome. Agreed. Um, and Scott McFarlane at Scott McFarlane 18, although probably one of our most complete performances going back a long while, I feel we have much more left, I think, at least 10 points out there. Lots of room for the team to grow. Exciting times. Exactly, right? It's just kind of, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's shaping up quite nicely after a really um, tricky start, right? We we always knew this team had the talent to, to, to do what they needed to do, but, you know, as we know, other teams get better. Uh, form goes out the window sometimes um so yeah we always knew that this team was capable of of pretty much anything really um look at how, how close they've been to winning the whole thing two times in a row um but yeah fantastic there being able to put it together joe boy seeing him up close and personal is really cool to watch um you know as i say looks very serene uh, moves really nicely his movement in the pocket is really good his movement on the outside when he rolls out is really impressive. 
Uh, and of course, just his, his range of passes, you know, the touch to a couple of those Tyler Boyd passes were were exquisite, you know, and uh, a couple of long deep balls to Jamal that didn't quite uh, come off. But yeah, it was just fantastic to see. Um, okay, I need to stop talking now. I'm sorry it's a bit of a shortened podcast this week. Uh, my voice is an octave lower after talking so much this weekend, but it goes without saying. Thank you to everyone to who has said hello, shown an interest in us this week, and of course made us feel so welcome in Cincinnati. Um, but uh, moving on from that, uh, we may have some extra stuff for you in next week's podcast, which I'm hoping will be back to normal. In fact, everything will be back to normal next week. It'll be blighty. It'll be the, the countdown to Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that kind of stuff. And of course, it'll be... Um, Cincinnati. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. Once again, it's always appreciated. You know that. Um, uh, thanks to everyone here in Cincinnati, as I mentioned, everyone here at Paycor 2. And until next week, it is a who day from me. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.